From the Atonement Fargo studio on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast? To contact the crew, submit your questions or comments, do it at atonement.live slash podcast. And now, here's those crazy people with That Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always this week, I will be joined by Pastor DJ Laura and maybe Sarah DeYoung. This week, we're playing the second sort of half of last week's conversation with Andrea, and at some point, Sarah ducked out on us. We may or may not speak with her about that next week. Stay tuned. But for now, enjoy our talk with... Lead pastor of Holly Lutheran Church, Andrea Paulson. So, what is a, what is it like to go through the call process? And again, this is for both of you. What what's the call process like? Next question. What's that? Let's go to the next question. Next question. Um, which uh, which every call process? DJ, I don't know if this has been in your experience, but every call process is different. Yeah, it is. Every call process is different. You know, when I when I was looking for. Um, you know, coming out of here, it became evidently clear through conversations with Paul Cross, Pastor Paul Cross, that that this door and atonement was closing, and that was totally cool. I mean, that was part of the call process. It was like this time here is 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 closing, and that was fine. But because it was my first call, it was a lot more intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, like looking for calls and 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 going on LCMC's website and looking at what was available, and um, you know. Uh, First St. Paul's wasn't the only church that I talked to and interviewed with, mm-hmm. you know, there were, but also trying to determine what, what do you feel called to, you know, am, am I called to be an, am I called to be an associate? Am I called to go work in a small, small rural church? Um, do I want to move to Timbuktu? Um, where, where is God calling? But that process was so much different than this one coming to Holly. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, but every call process is different and it was just different stages. And over the course of, I don't know if you've got, you know, over the course of the last two and a half years at Hastings, um, I was at in Hastings for almost four years. Yeah, it's easiest to, three years and, three and three quarters years. Um, it's like the platform in Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> three and three quarters years. You know, but over the over the time um, in Hastings, I'd get like letters, I'd get emails, you know, hey, would you consider putting your name on it? And it just never was like, nah. You know, and, um, but each call process is different. I guess that's the best way to say it. And, and it's a, um, the other part of it is the discernment and having those voices around you who, you know, having people speak into and over your life and wrestle with that, you know, um, in ministry, it's so vital that we have, uh, supports and mentors and people that know us that can help us discern what's true, what's real, you know, am I, am I in step with the spirit on this or am I, is this about me? Is it about God? You know, that is so important, especially this jump coming to Holly was, because, like I shared earlier when we were visiting, I didn't ever, I never felt called to lead pastor in any way, shape, or form. And so, starting to meander into this wilderness, this space of whoa, what is this about? Because I didn't expect this, you know. So, yeah, it's different. But then, but in both situations, both with First Saint Paul's and Holly, was there was just a moment was like, I mean, in in First Saint Paul's when Jeff and I left. After that interview in April of 2016, Jeff and I were like, we're moving to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if they know that, but we're moving to Nebraska. <laughs> and, the, and the same was true 
in Holly um, after. It was actually um, not even my personal interview, but when we, I did a phone call with the call team, um, and I was in the parking lot of <laughs> Home Goods in Kearney, Nebraska, while my son was playing ho- at hockey practice, and we did a two-hour phone interview, and I got off the phone, and I called my husband, and I said, we're moving to Holly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think, I didn't think so, but this is where God's leading. It's just, hmm. yeah, I don't know if that's been your experience, but mine for sure. It's weird. Yeah, and um, j- just to make a little bit of sense of this for any non-Lutheran listeners. Um, oh, yes, baseball talk. Yes. <laughs> we got we to gotta go back yeah. a well, step. 14 steps. Hey, uh, your, your job is to bring the good stuff. My job is to explain this stuff after the fact. So <laughs> I need to be better at this. No worries. Um, there is a, a distinction between an inward calling and, and what we're talking about with an outer call. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the difference between a small C calling and a capital C call. Yeah. Um, we all have inner callings and our vocations become a seeking out and being obedient to those callings on our lives, whether it's being a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, um, a friend, or uh, a truck driver, a lawyer, a, um, a homemaker, uh, a teacher, whatever it may be, we have callings on our lives. Now, in the church, when we speak about a call to public ministry, what we're speaking about is a call to ordained ministry, to the ministry of, of word and sacrament. And we believe as Lutherans that um, uh, myself or, or Pastor Andrea, we can't just show up at a church and say, hey, God told me I'm your pastor now, <laughs> um, so I'm going to preach. Um it doesn't work that way. The Holy Spirit works through the assembly mm-hmm. in a process of discernment that is happening uh, in, in both cases, by both the individual and the, the congregation. Yeah. And when um, the call is given, uh, there's an acceptance by the, by the pastor, but that person is not a pastor of that church until they receive an official call and we trust that the Holy Spirit has guided this entire process. Yep. And so there's a lot of conversation, there's a lot of prayer, there's yep. a lot of discernment. Um, God bless your husband, you know, and, and the same with, with my wife. My wife has gone with me all over the country. Yeah. As both of us discern together in these processes, is this where we're supposed to be or is God leading us someplace else? Yeah. Um but it's not easy. I no, mean like no, no. that that like uh, um you know like I said here it was the it was a general the doors closing here, but it was still incredibly painful. Ryan, you know, you were here when I was here. We had mm-hmm. Jeff and I together had poured our lives into the the ministry here and love the kids and the families here. Mm-hmm. And so, even though we sensed very clearly that God was closing the door, it was not easy. You know, it was, and I'm so thankful and gracious that that um, grateful that that atonement has continued to allow me to play well. Hey, yeah. here I am today. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> First St. Paul's was very different. We did not in any way, shape, or form feel that we were called out yet mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when this call process started. Yes. So it was, and and I, I don't know if you've had that experience. Yeah, yes. I mean, um, having having gone through a few uh, calls, it, it's like we're called to a season yeah. to um, steward what are the things of God and to love on God's people because this isn't, this isn't, um, atonement is not my church. It's not Ryan's church. It's not Andrea's church. It's, 
it, it's Christ's church, yep. and we're called to a season in a certain capacity. Pastors yeah. in an ordained role Preach. of word and sacrament, ministers like Ryan in a specialized ministry uh, aimed at a at at a um, an area of need like middle school youth. I mean, that's a that's a minister role where you're preaching and sharing the gospel and loving on the kids. Um, and so we all have a season, but it's Christ who is the head of the church. It is his home, and all we hope to do is to point away from ourselves to him, yeah. right? Um, While in the season that he's called us to do that. That he's called us to do that. And and the challenge, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off, no, no. Is, is making heads of tails when God is saying the season is changing right. and you're not like there yet. Yeah. And and really what, um, I love worship music and in a song that really stood out to me during the process for like the, like I was sharing about my friend who was like, you're going to go out to Minnesota, whatever, um, it was Hillsong Seasons. Yeah. Um, nature acquaints us oh how nature acquaints us with the nature of patience and in 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 god is a god of seasons and how do you wrap your head around that when god's like saying season time and yeah. you're like what yeah. i'm still enjoying summer thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. I, I, and just kind of my own story in coming to atonement um it's been gosh a little over a year and a half yeah now getting there yeah. you're getting close um I was not in the mood to move to scenic North Dakota in January, and with the, with um, the rolling hills. Yeah, I mean, I I was I was happy where I was at. had a had a great congregation. Uh, things were happening ministry wise, um, but in life, um, my wife and I for some time had had the sense that it was time to go back home. Mm-hmm. That, and it seemed like God was leading us like in a, in a circle around the continental United States. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, it's time to go home. Um, but when um, conversations began with atonement, I've had this interesting relationship with atonement where I've had multiple conversations with them over multiple years about different positions here. And it's always, it's never been the right season um, for whatever the role may be. Uh, so that's, that is a blessing in itself that, that, um, that, God has this place here in where I am from in in North Dakota, and it's just it just has always felt like home to me. And um, so when when the opportunity came up that you know maybe it's time to go back home, um, conversations with atonement was very different than any other call process I've had. It was um, a few conversations pre-Zoom in the arc, arc, you know, the old ages when you used FaceTime or, or Skype or something like that, because I was in I was in North Carolina at the time. Um, but it was it was the first time that I had a call experience where it was like, God, if you want this to happen, you got to make it happen, because I am just I'm not there yet. I'm not feeling it. I don't yep. I don't I don't see that this is the right time. And yeah. lo and behold, it's like things move in such a way that it's like, no, it's, it's time to go back. And, um, and it's just been a blessing to, to be back here, to be back where people don't talk funny. <laughs> and they like Lefsa. And they like Lefsa and they, and they know, they know so what, it, what saying that, you know, a joke like, you know, the first apostle was a Norwegian. His name was Rocky Johnson and people get it. 
Rocky means if you don't get it, Rocky means Peter, and he was Simon, son of John. So, so it wasn't it wasn't Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson's dad. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It was first. Okay. It was it was the Apostle Peter first, and then. For funny. But what I mean is that like, um, it wasn't a sense that you have to go when the call when the conversation began, but it was a sense that you have to go when the call was issued and during a time of discernment. Mm-hmm. where um, once the call was issued, it was uh, 30 days, I think, of discerning, is this where I'm supposed to be? And that's where my wife and I really began to to look at and say, you know, we've, we've prayed about this. We've talked about this for a couple of years. Maybe it's time. Yeah. So, so well, go ahead. No, I, I was, this was just a, a question about the process. You had mentioned that um, you got letters or emails or whatever. Is that, is it... So it's, you know, a, a typical scenario when you apply for a job, you, you know, you go to the want ads, you find it and, and you apply for it. Does it work different with this? Is it, is it a lot of recruitment like that or? I think it depends on the church. I think it depends on where they're at in the call process, what, what yeah. the church has been through, what they're looking for, um, you know, um, the the reality, which is another entire podcast, is um, there's there is a shortage of pastors. Mm-hmm. There is a that's one of the conversations. Um, in fact, the youth gathering, the LCMC youth gathering that I've been a part of, and hopefully we'll be able to continue on. But you know, COVID, yay, um, yeah. is the, the big piece of that. A big po- por- portion of that in the past the past year was about raising up the next generation of leaders. I mean, and so um, there's. Like, for example, LCMC has on their website open calls that you can peruse, but then call committees, and every call committee, every church is different, but the a lot of times the letters would come from call committees that, you know, just to, they'll, they'll send them to every rostered pastor within LCMC, they'll send them mm. to maybe pastors in their region, and, and most of the letters are, you know, um, uh, we're looking for this, um, if here's who we are, check us out. And, and it, I love what, what I do appreciate about the letters, the, in ma- the majority of them, if you do not feel called to this, share this with somebody who might, yeah. you know? And um, so it's, I, I don't know if I'd call it, rec- I don't know, is it recruitment? It's um, Well, it, it speaks to the kind of, here's another church word, polity of LCMC as an organization compared to other churches. And I use that language specifically because LCMC is not a church. Mm-hmm. Atonement is a church. Holly is a church. And we are in association together. LCMC recognize, is very congregational in that sense that the church is the local congregation. The individual church. Yep. yep. And so um, in other church bodies, like LCMC um, comes out of the tradition of, of the American Lutheran Church mm-hmm. and Lutheran churches in America and the American Evangelical Lutheran Church. Those were three church bodies that considered the organization as the church, whereas LCMC sees itself as an association of churches. We're united not in how we do church, but we're united in uh, the authority of the Word of God and in agreement on the Lutheran confessions. But how we do church can be completely different. We understand the Holy Spirit works best locally. And so there's not a large church body that can tell atonement. Here's your candidates. Here's your candidates. This is all you get. Whereas um, LCMC comes out of uh, 
those three church bodies became known as the ELCA or the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. See, our alphabet soup of Lutherans. And, and they had a very um, wide church polity that um, uh, also had an, uh, kind of an Episcopalian structure. There was a bishop who was kind of the head guy over the entire Lutheran church, and then there was local bishops of synods throughout the country. Um, and really, a, a congregation was kind of um, the third ring of what was the church. And so if a congregation was looking for a new pastor, they would speak to their local bishop who would give them maybe one to three names. And, and that's all that they could look at. Whereas LCMC, since its, since its foundation, has been much more, um, I, I guess, open to a bit of entrep- entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. and to say, let congregations be in conversation directly with pastors without a middleman. Beca- because the local congregation knows, knows their best. community, they know their mission field, they know who they are as a church and what, what it is that they're looking for and what it is that they need for their their, their time and space and, and what God is calling them to, either short-term and long-term. So. so there's a lot less control, but it comes down to an understanding of what is the church. Um, in the ELCA, they have an interest in controlling that because the church is the entire church body, not the local congregation. Does that make Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And yet, the call process. I have some uh, several uh, ELCA f- uh, friends and peers from my time in seminary, and and it's interesting that call process is also profoundly interesting to me. And yet, like my my dear friend that's in a church in Iowa feels it's as much as a call process too. It's, it's just very different understandings of how that works and right. functions. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, but each yeah. call process is different. Yeah. Cool. But it, it, the heart of all of them though is discernment uh, by the congregation, by, by the pastor to be called mm-hmm. because when you don't have a call, you're not a pastor. That's, that's a misnomer that some people make. If you don't have a public call, you are technically not a pastor. Okay, so which means that there was it some sort it, of committee or it, it or doesn't mean you don't have an MDiv. It doesn't mean that you haven't served a congregation before as a pastor. It just means that that vocation is not being activated at this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that re- usually it, there would be a committee that would go through this process, and then usually the church body, the the congregation votes. Yep. They have right. So the the vision, like the vision team or the call committee at the individual churches is chosen by their church body for, and, and, and if the churches are wise, they'll choose people across the age ranges from various, um, from various worship styles. If the churches have two different worship styles. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and so the, the, either the, the board or the call team or the board or the vision council or whatever it's called in Lango at the local church will, choose, nominate these people to sit on the call committee that represent a cross-section of the church. Um, And then those people, the call team, call committee, will work together to discern applicants, to interview, to screen um, whose names are coming in, you know. Um, And then as that process, that call process goes through with both the candidate and the vision team, as you discern that this is the candidate that we want to present, that will go to the full church for affirmation by vote. Yeah. So, 
How long does the process take? Like earlier you <laughs> said 30 days of of praying well, on Well, that's discernment once d- the call has been issued okay. by the congregation. Right, but I'm, I'm saying from the time that you first heard about this or, or you oh, yeah. first heard about Holly Lutheran yeah. until, okay, the decision's made, it's final, that's where I'm going. Well, that's, again, where it comes to every time is different. From from in, in First St. Paul's, from first conversation to moving there was really fast. Like it was, and that was just what God was doing at that sta- stage and season. I think my first conversation, I sent my, I had my first conversation with the lead pastor in, in Hastings on March 31st of 2016. And I was in Hastings July 8th. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like fast. With Holly, it was, I mean, like I said, Randy Freund told me about Holly, I think in July. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a first, I had initial contact, you know, in a first week of October, um, at LCMC's ga- gathering, uh, think, and not, didn't really have an interview until mid November. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and through all that was praying and discerning and conversations with, I think I talked to members of the vision team and in, in Holly several times in November, you know, not the vision team, I keep com- call committee, um, so that call process, that if you go from first inkling that maybe God is doing something in July to call issued in February. Yeah. Well, that's like eight months. Yeah. Is that right? So um, it's every, every process is different for me. It, and it's, it's a different time frame for the person who was called and for the congregation. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that when there's a transition in pastor, it's, it's like, it's kind of like there's been a death mm-hmm. or a really bad breakup could be another way to put it even if it's on good terms with a breakup there's a time where you need to just be introspective a little bit and say okay who do we want to be going forward as the church how can we best follow Jesus and so um, I, I think on average the call process for a congregation takes around a year um, some more some less sometimes mm. it's a couple years sometimes it's six months um, but I think it's very healthy for a congregation to deliberately, deliberatively do something like bring someone in like an interim, mm-hmm. okay, to just be retrospective and to get a good game plan as to the next season of the church and where you want it to go with with the leadership that you're going to be calling. Um, in my case with atonement, I think we started talks seriously. Uh, myself and the call committee in like the middle of October, maybe near the end of October. And I was called to begin on January in January. So, I mean, it it was three months. It was, it was very quick in that regard, but at the same time, I didn't start in the position of being, you know, um, it's, it's time for me to go to a new call. Mm -hmm. It just, it was one of those opportunities where it's like, you know, I, I think I hear the Holy spirit calling here. This congregation and I have engaged in different conversations for many years. Maybe God's trying to tell me something here. <laughs> right. So let's have the conversation. And and with the conversation, it led to to a call being brought forward. Yeah. It's like what you were saying earlier, you can only hold off for so long and you're just gonna go wherever you're gonna go. Yeah. I just I love your answer. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which time, right? Every time. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, and I, I do remember that very clearly. And, and I, I, I mean, I was very honest in Hastings with the congregation and even in here as, you know, like I wasn't going to come here. 
And, and but that but I think that's important. And and I say that kind of tongue in cheek as a joke, but it's not. I think I think that when when we really help our our members and our churches and our congregations understand that that truly being in the will of God is going to make you do things that you said you were never going to do because it's an adventure. And, um, and that's why I love to, to say, I wasn't going to come here, but here's why I'm here mm-hmm. because it's God's will. And, and look at what God is doing. God is doing something. God is, you know, obedience is our job. And, and, um, and so that's kind of my joke is I wasn't going to come here, but I'm so glad I am. I'm mm-hmm. so glad God had different plans, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I just, I'm using my phone for dual purposes, right? And I, I not just. not on a Zoom call right now, Ryan. I'm not on a Zoom call, no. <laughs> are, be, you, are you checking that's, the Facebook? That's the, no, I'm not. That, that would be the next thing that we would need is a, a Zoom call to add to this. But um, <laughs> Sarah left us. Uh, she had to, she had to go. Bye, um, Sarah. Uh, We're just long-winded. You get two pastors going. <laughs> So, but she wanted me to, to ask um, for anybody out there um, who, who is in this situation, what do you do when you don't have a current call or a current church? Those are two questions, man. Well, you find gainful employment some way so that, the, uh, so that you can eat. Yeah. You know? I mean, Paul was a tent maker. Peter was a fisherman. Right. Um. The, the ministry of the gospel has, has in many, many cases over 2,000 years been, um, for, the, for a, a public preacher, it's been a bivocational mm-hmm. um, institution mm. where you're working um, part-time or full-time at something other than preaching, and then you are leading worship and preaching. And Paul would mix the two together in that he would do tent making in the marketplace in order to preach the gospel. Okay. I, I, I think that that's an excellent question. And um, and kind of if you get if you want to get me on a soapbox real fast, <laughs> which you didn't ask for, but here you go. Um, I think it's one of the challenges is that while as much as I love being a called pastor, um, as much as I wasn't going to be a pastor, but here I am, and, and very much value and treasure this calling um one of the challenges is we put this role on a pedestal and all of us um are are called to make great the name of jesus and i think for for those of us who have sensed a call to ministry and yet maybe are not called it not in the role of pastor in a church role um it can become very defeating and discouraging that here i feel this call i sense this call i've gone to seminary i've gone to education i've done all these things and and, and why is these gifts not affirmed? And it, that's where I think, that, you know, my answer to that really great question Sarah asked would be um, dig deep, stick to the supply, you know, um, stay close to Jesus, be in God's word, be in prayer. Cause, cause God did not give you gifts. God did not give us gifts to minister without a place and space to do that. It just might not look like we thought it was going to look, yeah. you know, being a, you, you, your call does not begin and end with a pulpit. You know, you might have all of the education in the world and perhaps your call is serving in the marketplace. Perhaps your call is, is, um, is, is working in, in, in whatever X, Y, Z, but that is, um, but that's not to take away from the fact that that's a painful 
That mm-hmm. is really, that's very difficult. That's very painful for people who who have been in ministry or have a call and for whatever reason God takes them out or something changes in their scenario. It does not reduce or, or take away from that pain of why don't I have a call right now? And I think, um, so So my my answer to that is if you don't, ha- are, are a pastor, are called to ministry, but don't have a call or a church where you're serving, um, would be to stay connected to the source, you know, be mm-hmm. in God's word. And again, going back to that open handedness, obedience is our job. Outcome is God's job. Part of, um, part of life as a Christian is, um, is the seasons, yeah. the wilderness seasons, the desert seasons, the searching seasons. Um, there's seasons of peaks and there's seasons of valleys. Um, and, and learning and growing in, what it means to be a follower of Christ, regardless of the season, to become that we're doing this online study in Philippians right now through for Holly Lutheran is, um, and one of the things we talked about a couple weeks ago is consistency and walk, is to be consistent and walk and to press onward for the prize. Um, and that would be my advice. My, that's my advice for somebody who is in a call because yeah, this is not for this is not for the faint of heart. I'm like, hey, how can I get not called? <laughs> I mean, th- that sounds terrible. I don't mean it that way. Um, but we have to be so rooted in who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Vital. It, it, it's a great question, and it gets me thinking about you know what the Holy Spirit's putting on my heart this week, which is you know um, the message for Sunday is. Our topic is is what's next, yeah. right? As we're in this season of COVID nineteen, and as the church is is changing, mm-hmm. and as the culture is changing because of COVID nineteen, what's next? Yeah. And I think Andrea just you know knocked it out of the park. Um, when change comes, because like the 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 message is going to be on Ephesians one, and in Ephesians one, the Ephesians are asking Paul, "Yeah, we believe in Jesus. Now what?" What's next? And he begins by saying, when um, you know Jesus Christ, here's my prayer for you. The next step is hurry up and wait for God to move. Um, It's not about what you do. It's about your faithfulness to what God is doing for you. And so it's getting to that source, just like you said. It's getting, getting to the work of Christ. It's being thankful for what God blesses you. It's learning to be prayerful to God and to wait for God to act. And that means patience. And no one likes that. <laughs> no. But that's, that, regardless of the of the vocation, whether it's a, a public call to ministry or a calling to any other type of vocation, that's good advice if you're unhappy in your vocation mm-hmm. to say, don't just quit outright prayerfully turn to God, mm-hmm. pray about it, seek what's out there, be in uh, uh, resting in Christ, and then wait. Yeah, Wait for what God delivers, and then seek it out. And if it's right, it will, it will come forward. If it's not right, then you'll know it's not right. But yeah. it's, it's that faithfulness is, um, is the key piece with all that. Yeah. I'd like to add one other thing that Andrea said. A pastor's call is not higher than no. anyone else in the congregation. Nope. We are the priesthood of all believers. The pastor's call is a ministry that is given specific responsibilities 
for the people of God to empower, to equip, to call them out on their stuff and forgive them in the name of Jesus Christ. And as Paul likes to tease me because of one of my (laughs) teachers, our job is to hand over the goods, (laughs) to hand over Christ to the people so that they can live out their Christian faith Monday through Saturday. Yeah. So. I, I think the yeah, is to, to equip to send. And, and I think that's, that's where I said you get on a soapbox a little bit while I kick out the pedestal, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. But I love what you said about waiting. And that's part of the reason I love that song. It, the, the, it says, I can see the promise. I can see the future. You're the God of seasons. I'm just in the winter. If all I know of harvest is that it's worth my patience, then if you're not done working, then God, I'm not done waiting. And I think one of the challenges for us, especially as American Christians, is we are not good at waiting. No, no. And, and we forget that God is a God who spent 40 years making with Mo- Moses wait. Moses waited 40 years to, for his calling, you know? And, um, and so that's kind of the hashtag for, you know, that's also old school. <laughs> I'm really dating myself. Hashtag um, is if you're not in that specific call right now is God's, God's not done yet. God's right. working, you know? And, um, I would not have been ready to be a lead pastor coming out the gate in 2016. Are you kidding me? Oh, for the love of Jesus, that would have been a disaster. I'm not sure. I'm still not ready, you know, and, <laughs> and, and the. Call me in 10 years that I've been doing it. Then, right. Then. I'm not, I mean, and, and so it's that, pro- that process of waiting and the waiting's painful. It doesn't make it easy. Um, and there is suffering and struggle with it, but, but if we trust God is good and, and, and God is working. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. A great question. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being here. This is good times. So, and and uh, as as we were texting about you coming in, you said you wanted to uh, uh, play a what if or or not not what if uh, if there was one thing you oh, could tell yes. somebody. I could tell you one thing. Yeah, if I could tell you one thing. That's another thing I would take from my youth years is if I could tell you one thing. If if you could tell everybody one thing about either and uh, um, being a um, pastor and and uh, um, being an associate pastor, lead pastor, whatever, being a pastor, and or the call process, what would you tell them? I'm gonna go with number one, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> If I, I mean, I think if I could tell people one thing, um, and, and it's because, uh, it's, it's the only thing it's, um, it is absolutely vital for us in ministry. Those of us called to ministry as you're doing, those of us called to, to ministry, pastoral ministry. The one thing is it's about Jesus. It must be about Jesus. Um, as soon as we lose Jesus, we, we lose the point um, it, it must be about Jesus. And, and the, the second piece of that is make sure it's still about Jesus. Keep yourself accountable. You know, who, who do you have in your life that's holding you accountable? That's, that's keeping your eyes fixed. That's, that's calling you out when you lose that focus, because this pulpit role, this role, I don't know about DJ, it, it can very easily be turned to become about us, mm-hmm. to become about who we are, to become about um, our role and our, oh, 
you know, if, if you were in the room, you would have seen that. I, oh, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, if I could tell people one thing is it, it, in all walks of life, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about, it's about who he is. It's about what he did. It's about his love for us and his, his mercy and, and what, um, and what that teaches us about God, that, that God loves us. And, and he, and he is in the business of making dead things alive and old things new. And, um, and our call as pastors is to continue to point people to Jesus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like John the Baptist, we're, we're uh, and, and not just pastors, but I think pastors are put in that opportunity to do this more so is to be an example by saying he must increase and I yeah. must decrease. Mm. Right. So, I, I I was thinking right along the same lines, and I think he said it so well. Um, it, it, Christ for you. Mm-hmm. Period. If if I stop saying that, then I should stop doing this. Yep. <laughs> My, yeah. Yeah. Leave it there. Cool. Well, uh, Andrea, I appreciate you coming in. I'm so fun. This is fun. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're doing this. Yeah. This, this is fun, and, and uh, I, we're blessed that we're able to do it. And um, uh, From at least seven feet apart. Fr- yes. We're <laughs> well, we're, we're respectfully social distancing. We're social distancing. <laughs> but again, also, um, just to say... Um, so happy you're back in this area and uh, so happy you're at Holly and um, gosh, hope nothing but the best for what the Holy, the Holy Spirit's going to be running wild in there. I, and, yeah. uh, very excited for you. It's, it's a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, it's, God is always doing more than we can see. And, um, and I do believe, and I've said this since the beginning of this, that, and it's, there, there is a revival you know, um, coming, mm-hmm. I think, um, this, we're totally off topic now and I think we should wrap up, but I was in the Mercedes Benz stadium as we turned 90, uh, 2019 to 2020. And the song we sang as the year changed is swing wide of the heavens. Let the craze go up as the walls come down. Uh. Um, and God is, I believe I'm not like a crazy person, Really, but God is <laughs> seeking to get our attention, yeah. and and I was going to say no more so than anyone else. Right, <laughs> uh, God is seeking to get our attention, and 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 how are we called to bring the praise up and and help walls fall down in this crazy time? Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. So that's exciting. Yeah, I got. Well, thank you. Could we ask um, our guest to to pray for us and? call it good or did you have more i just wanted to mention one thing as of yesterday if you search atonement fargo on spotify you'll find that podcast oh gosh yeah. <laughs> now I'm afraid. delete delete we, delete we are, we are on the spotify and uh and we're working on um uh, apple and google podcasts as well. oh good yeah. i'm so glad you guys are doing this yeah it's it is exciting so, but yes, we are, uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Andrea, thank you for coming in. DJ, thank you. Uh, Sarah, will he- hear this later, but Sarah, thank you. And uh, yeah, would, would you mind praying Absolutely. us out? Absolutely, I'll pray. Uh, Father heaven, for Jesus' sake, we give you thanks and praise for this time to visit today. 
to be reminded of um, how you've called us to serve you, Lord, to, to be reminded through our own stories and through those stories of others, how you are at work in our lives. Lord, I thank you for um, the way you stir the spirit in us to seek you, to find you, God, the way that you are at work in our midst and uh, for this calling to make great the name of your son, Jesus. Lord, I pray for this ministry here at Atonement, Lord, that you would bless this ministry, Lord, that you would use this podcast to reach people with the good news of Jesus. I thank you for the obedience of this team here. And I pray, Lord, that that people would hear these podcasts, that they would hear this content, Lord, and and have questions arise that that draw them to you and your presence. Lord, continue to work in us for your name and your fame, Lord. Continue to stir up in us a desire to make the name of Jesus known in, in our communities, our churches, our communities, and our world, Lord. And, and remind us today, as all days, that it's for your kingdom and your power and your glory that we do these things. May it ever be about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.